The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jenstead. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate or re- review the podcast, that'd be fantastic. Not only the podcast, we're joining you on uh, Facebook Live, uh, StreamYard, everywhere else. Where else? Jeff Periscope on Twitter. We're all, all kinds of places live. So if you have any questions or anything comes up, uh, you want to hit in the comments, please do that. We are sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate them for that. That's W-Y-N-N Bet, uh, just so in case you spell that. We appreciate their sponsorship. Jeff, we finally got a crazy and fun uh, fab period. We will get to that in a second. But uh, how are you on this uh, this evening? I'm doing good. I'm really good. I'm uh, posting a link right now. So if it looks like I'm not looking at it, it's only because I'm posting a link to for more people to jump in here uh, with us. But uh, no, I, I'm great. Uh, I'm about to be really old. So I'm excited. I'm actually in a good mood about that. Um, and uh, even though I'm Manoa-less, uh, at least today, I'm still in a good mood. It was a good weekend. Yeah, happy birthday! First of all, it's a uh, it's been tomorrow, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, on the East Coast, it's already there. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm officially half a century. So you were probably uh, you were probably born in Central Time, I'm guessing. I was so therefore in right about, one minute, right yeah. about now. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Although I don't think that was the time of day. I don't know what time of day it was. Really, believe you it or not. Time, but... You know what time of your day you were born? No, I don't. Um, I guess that's not important, but uh, I yeah. was uh, I was 11:02 a.m. So I'm sure you were really worried about that. Yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> when and you're what 39? Uh, I'm yeah 39. Been 39 for a while. It's a good feeling. Yeah, good, 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 good. Um, uh, yeah, but no. And hey, the Reds won. Luis Castillo didn't pitch today, so that was good. Uh, God, it was Tyler Malley instead. He's just painful. Yeah, 
I just uh, resigned myself to the fact I'm gonna throw them every week and it's gonna be painful. But uh, you know, it's it, it kind of was almost okay this this week or the second start, and or I guess it was the, just one start against Chicago, and then he just kind of blew up. Of course, the bullpen came in and gave up his runs. It's just uh, everything can go wrong for Luis Castillo so far this year. Pretty much has. It has seven losses in a row. Just yeah, he's brutal. he's. I know win loss record. Who really cares? But he's one and eight. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, it's well earned. Event. It's not like he's yeah. unlucky or anything like this that. This is not this is not a Jacob DeGrom one and eight. This is a legit earned worst ERA in baseball among qualified starters one and eight. Yes, that's right. That's right. So let's talk about baseball. If I want to talk about first off the top, um Joe Musgrove today. Uh, you know, I was getting ready, looking at my teams. He had two starts next week. All of a sudden I look up, the Padres are down six-nothing. Blake Snell gets lit up, and they brought in Musgrove for the last five innings of the game. That seemed really weird to me to blow five innings of one of your better starters in a game you're down already six to nothing. Yeah, I don't know what his options were. So Snell was terrible uh, yeah. again. Twice right. this week he was terrible. He, he's oh, like, we're going to talk, uh, talk about him later too. Okay, yeah. So he, yeah. He's, he's basically the Luis Castillo that needs a little more steroids to catch up to Castillo. but yeah, uh, not, far off, not far off though. N- not far off at all. But they played an extra inning game on Friday. They played an extra inning game on Saturday. Not just one inning, like multiple innings of extra innings. They've really burned through a lot of their bullpen. And they have starters that don't go deep. Denelson Lament went four innings on Friday. Uh, and this it's not just starters that don't go deep. It's a manager who doesn't let starters go deep. Yeah. And I think that's really the issue here. It wasn't today. I'm not saying it was wrong to yank Snell. Uh, it's just they're already, they're already overworked, though. And this is a feature, not a bug with Jace Tingler. And it's catching up to them. I, I mean, I it's not win-loss record-wise, it's not. But, you know, it, it, they're going to burn out guys. You know, Pomerantz has been hurt for a while. Morehan is out for the year. Um, they're, they're, they're in a problem. It's a problem for them right now. And you can only have so many arms that they can go through. I mean, you know, Mackenzie Gore just got scratched at AAA with a blister, and he hasn't been pitching well either. Um, so they're starting to run out of options. I don't even know what they're, what they're going to do for tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, they got they got seven games this week, so there's not like they have any off days coming up. My problem with it is like you're going to pitch him tomorrow anyway. Like I'd rather start yeah. a clean game with Musgrove than have him come in six nothing. And he threw five short innings; it was essentially meant nothing. Like they almost came back. I guess maybe he was thinking they'd come back and win the game. They score a lot of runs. That's fair, but I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna have five or six innings of Musgrove, like give that to me at the start of the game Monday, and I'll figure out uh, you know random bullpen arm A and just give up that game today. It just it seemed really odd. I think they're gonna go. It looks like maybe they're gonna go paddock tomorrow now and then weather yeah. is Lamette on uh so they go monday tuesday wednesday but it, I mean, the thing with Lamette is like you mentioned you know he went three innings last game he hasn't gone more than three innings yet so like you just you know that that wednesday is essentially a, a glorified bullpen game you get three innings then you got six innings of bullpen and weather doesn't go deep either it's just i don't and know i don't know. back to back too i mean that's I the thing back to back it's the longest weathers has gone is five and two five and two thirds that was april 22nd since then one inning in relief three innings Four and in, three innings, three innings, four innings, four innings, four innings. I mean, you know that that's that's bad. Uh, it, it's really bad. And uh, you know, I just the thing is, you know, he's managing it like it's a do or die playoff game. Yeah. And I, I get you're, you. It's really important to win the West, but it's not. But you're down. Six you're not going to win. You're yeah. down six nothing to the Astros. Not you're down six nothing to the Rockies. We're going to score six runs next inning anyway. But you're down six right. on the Astros. It's just it made no sense to me. Especially you didn't have a game tomorrow and you could figure it out. We had a game tomorrow. Musgrove's gonna pitch. Like, give me those innings when it's zero zero. I know that I said that before, but it's just I mean, made so it's our our friend the Brock Ness Monsters in the chat saying they had an eight percent chance to win. That's kind of proves my point. Like, why you have an eight percent win probably at that point? Like you start the game tomorrow, you probably have a what they're playing the Cubs, probably a 
55% win probability. We start the game. They're a better team. They got the best record in baseball. I don't know. It seemed like a really odd move to me to blow five innings of Musgrove in a game that you're getting killed already. Yep, that's right. Uh, that's right. And it just ruins us this week. I mean, it just stinks. Uh, yeah. You know, and honestly, I'd rather face the Cubs than the Mets right now. And I, it's weird to say because the Mets have 20 guys on the IL, but they're getting <laughs> some of those guys back this week. Yeah. And the Cubs are Rizzo-less right now. Uh, not that Rizzo against Musgrove is a matchup I fear, but it's just they're, they're down Bote. They're down Nico Horner. Um, they're, they're down right now. They're, yeah. they're, this is not a good lineup. And we're going to talk when we get to news and notes, but there's a lot of guys that like sat like all three games this weekend or last four mm-hmm. years, last five teams didn't put them on the, on the uh, IL. It's a little bit strange between Jazz Chisholm and Rizzo and Laureano and Manny Machado. There's just a lot of guys that they didn't pull the trigger on IL and they missed a lot of games. It was, it was a weird weekend of games, uh, games missed. We'll get to news and notes in a second. At the top, though, I guess we got to talk about real quick uh, yesterday's news, Marcel Ozuna. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but from a fantasy angle, uh, we got to talk fantasy here, full drop, right? Like, I don't think he's yep. playing another game for the Braves this season. He may not play another game. Yeah, that's very fair. But in a redraft league, like we're talking about most of the time here, I just think he's a full. I, I, if I had him, it would have been a drop on any team I own right now. Yep, and I did drop him in uh, yeah. the one league. I have him in an online championship, and he was obviously he was obviously out with the with the injured hand, and you know it was kind of a borderline keep anyway. But I was keeping him for that just because he's so good. But I think now it's a, it's an across the board drop. Yeah, I think probably, so. Probably for multiple reasons. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's not much else to say about that. It's yeah, just, I don't think it so just hasn't gotten better. It's gotten no. worse. It has gotten worse. But let's jump into – before we do Fab and Alec Manoa Madness, let's jump into Week 10 real quick. A uh, lot of games this week. I think there's like 99 games or something like that. I saw that yes. in Todd Zola's uh, pitching uh, pitching uh, value meter this week. But 16 games, 16 teams with seven games. The White Sox have eight games. They have uh, obviously two of those are seven innings, so they play a doubleheader. Toronto's the only team with five. This is a pretty big week for two-step starters, a lot of offense. Should be a fun week as long as we get the weather to cooperate. We had a lot of rainouts on the East Coast this weekend. Yeah, you, you preempted my comment, in fact, just like the oh. weather preempted these games. Yeah, uh, terrible. Yeah. I hate it. I mean, four on Saturday, one. I mean, four on Friday, one yeah. yesterday, and two today. And those two, obviously, today didn't get made up. Uh, one, yeah, one was Sunday Night Baseball. There was no Sunday Night It was weird. I turned on I turned on ESPN to Sunday Night Baseball, and there was no game. I was like, oh, I guess we'll watch basketball then. Well, and as it, it, it as it turns out, that helps me concentrate on my bids a little yeah, bit better. Probably, probably me too. Yeah, although you wouldn't know by the results. But, uh, yes, it, it you know it, it allowed me to focus on that, which I needed. Um, so, yeah, look, look at some good schedules. We have the Rockies are home all week. They are uh, they get three against Texas and three against Oakland. I just don't know how this Rockies offense is. I mean, it, just because they go to Coors, I don't know if they're going to score. Obviously, Trevor Story's out. Um, Charlie Blackman had a good game today. But this Rockies offense is rough right now. It is. It is. And, you know, the, coming into today, the they had they'd scored seven game, seven runs in their last ten road games. Think cool. about that for a second there. Seven. They got, they got, they got shut out in a doubleheader by the Pirates yesterday. Yes. Who are the Pirates? Now, Brewbreaker like, has been fine. But, yeah, the point remains. It's the Pirates. That's as bad. You get you don't score in two games against the Pirates. That's about rock bottom right there. Yeah. Uh, but, no, hey, no, you know, no owner pun, of the no, year, no, Charlie Monfort. No, yeah. no pun intended. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, as much as, you know, the, we want to blame the GM, which he earned a lot of that blame for alienating Arenado, It the rot starts all the way at the top with the owner. Let, let's And I think rot part three, part three, I think the, you know, Burdich deserved his share, but – I, I think we have to look at Bud Black a little bit too. Uh, and I know he's giving some inferior, uh, you know, ingredients to cook with, but at the same time, I, I don't like the, how he's mixing them in there either. 
You wonder, you wonder how many of those ingredients didn't grow because they got stunted over the last couple of years, though. Like, you think if they, some of these yeah. guys just got full time at bats the last couple of years, you wonder how if it would look any different. Maybe not. You know, I don't know. I think, it, but you see someone like Ryan McMahon, who's having an, he's probably going to be the all star on that team now. The story's hurt. He's having a really good year. And you just wonder if they just let him play a couple of years ago, what it, what it would look like right now. Maybe it would be better. I don't know. But, uh, you know, he's obviously a really good player and fine. They're playing him every day, but it's just, it's, they're a frustrating franchise with that stuff. Yeah. And now, of course, story's out. So at least, you know, that, that forced them to play Red, Brendan Rogers, but yeah. you know, they, they were jerking him around earlier in the week, yep. you know, two games on two years off. I get story McMahon have to play. Right. Right. And, but does that, Josh Fuentes have to play? No, he doesn't. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the point I've been arguing. Yeah. Um, and, and CJ Crone is not, you know, sat out today and he hasn't been playing great. On the, he's been, he had an awful week, but you know, he should be playing pretty much every day. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Tapia has been in, in a bad slump. He slipped. He broke out of that a little bit today, though. So we'll see. Just in time for him an off day, and then six home games. Yeah. Um, now some other schedule, like I like Minnesota a lot this week. They have three at mm-hmm. Baltimore, four at Kansas City. That's a really good hitting week. Uh, you know, even though they're on the road, uh, you know, at Baltimore, KC against some bad pitching is really good there. Uh, the Royals offense actually is uh, three against Pittsburgh, four against Minnesota. The aforementioned Twins, obviously, yep. no Kent Maeda of them for them. Like that's a, that's a really good hitting week too. Uh, the A's have three at Seattle, three at Colorado. That's a really good hitting week too. I think if you uh, obviously if you have any A's, you want to get them in there for this week, even though they have six games. Yeah, so here's the borderline one for me. Mitch Moreland came off the IL. Uh, he's, you know, he's going to hit against every righty, but in Coors Field, they're facing two lefties. Well, he's not. He's not going to play those games anyway. I don't think. With no uh, DH. You know what? I'm so dumb. You're right. <laughs> you're you're so right. We picked him up. But I don't know if but we'll, I, we picked him on one or two mains. And I think the, the first half of the week, I think it works. You got three against Seattle, you got two righties. I think that probably works. You probably get uh, two full games and a pinch hit in the in the, in the Tuesday. It's game. just so weird though. Oh, he's got a Coors Field series coming up. Better bench yeah. him. But you're yeah. right. You're 100 right. Um, I think maybe maybe he plays a game. But the problem is you can't. Where does he play? Like if you you're like oh they're facing right, you can play first base for a week or a game. But you're not going to sit Matt Olson in Coors against a righty. So that's the problem. Right. Put Matt Elson in right field. Yeah. Good lord. Sure, Good lord. Yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah, let's not. Let's I not thought. give them let's not give them any ideas. Yeah. By the way, you know, so that, that makes me think of Chris Davis. And you, by the way, Chris Davis might actually be worse than Elvis Andrews as a hitter this year. Chris Fair Davis. Enough. Chris Davis, I don't know what happened to Chris Davis that one day in Pittsburgh ran on the wall, but he literally transformed into a different human that day. It's crazy how bad he's been since that moment. Yeah, I did talk Shu out of trying to bid on El- Elvis Andrews in one of our two mains, though, because he's, he's warming up a little bit, warming up. Yeah, I think he hit like 400 this week. Yeah, and you know how many runs an RBI has combined? Well, he's hitting ninth, so probably not very many. 18. Yeah, I, you can't, you can't play, you can't play the guy hitting ninth. No right? homers. Yeah, you can't. Shu's like his last homer was oh last year. I yeah. can't. <laughs> I, I watch all their games. I can't remember him coming close to homer actually. No, it's he's a total slap hitter. Yeah, his doubles are like down the line or maybe in the gap, but you know he used yeah. to like he used to pull some balls out in Texas. He does nothing like that anymore. No, he, he's pretty much empty. <laughs> it's 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 not great. Um, Astros have a good week too. I mean, they obviously hit anyway, but four at Boston, three at Toronto. It's gonna be a lot of those. Are both really good series. They uh, seem like the Astros always are playing someone fun. They play the Dodgers and the Padres this week. They play the play the Red Sox and the Blue Jays next week. That's gonna be uh, those will both, those will all be really fun series. I, I was just randomly looking at stats in May, just out of nowhere here because we're talking about Toronto. The three mm-hmm. leaders in runs scored in all of baseball, not just the all of baseball in May. All three of them were Blue Jays. I'm not surprised. It's pre- they're out of Dunedin, though. though, but they're, yeah. they're now in Buffalo starting this week. I think uh, it was we'll semi 
Simeon, Bichette, and Vlad. I think it was like 23, 22, and 22 or something. Like that. that was before today. But crazy that the top thing, you think somebody else would have snuck in there, but it was all Toronto guys, which is pretty wild. That is. Uh, we, we mentioned uh, Mitch Moreland going to Colorado on the weekend. The other AL teams going to NL Parks. We had Detroit at Milwaukee on Monday, Tuesday. I don't think we really care about Detroit's DHs. Uh, the Angels are in San Francisco on Monday, Tuesday. I don't know how that's going to affect Otani, if they're going to have him. I assume I'll have him play the field, though. And then the Rangers go to Colorado Tuesday through Thursday. So the aforementioned Chris Davis uh, probably should be in your lineup anyway, but uh, he's probably not going to play this week anyway. He, he wasn't really doing that full-time, was he? he he's kind of like splitting the time. I know, especially yeah. now that Dahl's back, right? Yeah, he has. I don't know, but I, I, I don't know. I, maybe they throw him in the outfield for a game, but he's such a disaster out there. He had that one game where he played out there and literally had a throw that looked like he can't, can't throw baseball. It's it's frightening. It, it was really bad. Yeah. So, uh, so let's jump into into Fab. It's what everybody wants to talk about today. Um, we find after a couple of weeks of you know some uh, some players interesting. We finally had a big um, uh, Fab period this week with Alec Manoa. Had a great start in Yankee Stadium on uh, earlier this week. Six innings, two hits, two walks, seven strikeouts from Manoa. But one of those guys that, like passed the eye test too. Like I watched that game and his stuff was fantastic. Everything was great there. Um, just really really impressive. Uh, how aggressive were you? I know you said you didn't get him anywhere, but were you like you know, kind of cl- closely outbid? Were you way outbid? He went for over three hundred dollars in both my main events and both my online. There's one online uh, twelve team. I thought I'd get him. I was kind of went in the, the mid twos to high twos. I'm like, oh, you know, a twelve team probably gets him. He went for like four twenty four there. So how aggressive were you, and how um, how impressed were you, and how what, what's your kind of your forecast going forward playing it pitching? Obviously, in a tough division. Super impressed. I mean, I am a Rotowire employee, therefore I am super impressed with Alec Manoa, thanks to James and Clay. There I were, got there were a lot of Rotowire purchases of Alec Manoa I saw in NFBC today. It just was just wasn't you. No, I, I bid on every single league. I put a bid in on them. I like you. I, I think I was more aggressive in the twelves than I was in the fifteens. I and was that I, a factor of how much money you had, or you just like pitching was good in, in the main events? More more the latter and fab remaining both. Okay. So Main event one, I uh, had 443 going in. So I've already spent half the budget. Right. And so, and hey, we're not halfway through the season yet. So, <laughs> we're not. yeah. We're, uh, we're, a th- we're a third of the way through. I have 56 pitching points there in that league. So I, I can't go too crazy on that. Because right. I, and the problem is, I only have one closer. I have Kenley, then I have Cesar Valdez, and we know that's not going to last much longer. So I, I know I'm going to have needs. And so, I put in a, we put in a, uh, keep him honest bid. It was like 99 bucks. The thing that stinks though, is he only went for 145. Wow. I wonder if that's going to be the low in the main. I, I have to, I can probably, you can probably look that up now. I you know can. Spore is really good at digging that out. He'll, yeah, he'll, you can. Um, he'll be on our show tomorrow. Although I, I won't be on our show tomorrow. I'll listen from the golf course <laughs> or on demand oh, with a serious yes. XM app free for most subscribers. Uh, but, uh, it went 145-142. I could have easily bid 150 there as a keep them honest and didn't. And I, I kind of regret it. I think I'm going to regret it, but we'll see. The other one, it was a, a much more reasonable, you know, it, but reverse reasonable. It went 280, 282 in the other one. My onlines, I, I, I bid 201 and he went for 231. And the other I bid like about 203 and he went for 446. Uh, and then in Yogurt League, I bid 137. I was a run up to 175, which is kind of annoying. Dan Strafford got him there. I could have gotten him, but uh, again, I, you know, wasn't the biggest priority. I mean, it was a, it was like, hey, let's go for it. We'll take we'll get him if I can. But the league, I guess I kept him. They were the league was too honest. I guess yeah. is the answer. 
Yeah, I was the backup. I have won the one main event where we talked about before. I have Luis Castillo and Zach Plesak. So the ERA and the ratios have been really, really bad. Um, I went 264 in that one. And I was the backup. And I had about 550 or something like that left. So I kind of went mm-hmm. half I went half my budget is kind of my my theory there. It didn't work. I was backup. Um, maybe should have been more aggressive with such a bad um, pitching staff that maybe, you know, maybe I need a miracle of a guy, you know, that, that's really, really good. ALE scares me a little bit, but he was really impressive. So that was that was my one regret. The other one, the other leagues, that kind of wasn't that close, or didn't really need him as much. But that was the one league where, looking back, I maybe should have uh, maybe should have gone full in on it. Yeah. So what was the winning bid in that one? Uh, Three thirteen. That's so uh, it was still fifty, almost fifty more than yours, yeah. right? Three eleven. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's tough. That, that's tough. I mean, I. The thing is, too, I and we got a question. Fantasy Typhoon is is asking for the next up and coming guy. I, there, there might be someone like that. It might be Max Meyer, might be Matt Manning, but it ain't it right now. Matt Manning's got an eight eleven ERA actually at uh, AAA, so he's not anytime soon. Max Meyer is a guy in Florida I'd keep an eye out on. Uh, the, the other thing is, see if someone drops six or Sanchez. I mean, I, if you're in a uh, obviously you're in a keeper league, he, he's help, but. Uh, in other leagues, you might pay attention to see what's going on with that. Meyer has only thrown 19 innings, so he's not coming up anytime soon, actually. Yeah, uh, and I think that the key with that is you know you follow follow the beat writers on Twitter because the Manoa thing I added him a couple weeks ago in our friends and family because it, it, you could tell the the Jays were lining him up with the Ross Stripling starts and it kind of felt like it was close. So it was just uh, I think if you if you look at little things like that, you can kind of see when teams are thinking about calling guys up. But as we know, as we've seen with rookies, it's very very difficult. Manoa looked really good. Shane McClanahan's looked really good, but Logan Gilbert was bad. Daniel mm-hmm. uh, Lynch was bad in in Kansas City. Jared Kelnick's hit one twenty nine. By the way, I mean it's it's rough. But he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right as long as they w- give him a little bit of a leash. But and, and they uh, and they will. But I'm just it's just coming up and playing is it's tough right away. Yeah, it is. Uh, I actually do have a name for you. All actually, right, Jackson Coar uh, with the uh, Kansas City Royals at Triple A right now. He's got a 103 ERA, a .99 WHIP, and just as importantly, 36 strikeouts in 26 innings. Wow. So we're talking about a guy ha- who has been dominant. Uh, you know, com- contrast that with Lynch, who didn't have a single AAA start. Gilbert had one AAA start and was just okay in that. Um, you know, I, I you know, something we got to be patient with all these kids. I mean, these guys, you know, Manoa is the exception, not the rule, guys. I mean, sure. let, let's keep that in mind. You know, sometimes you get the whole we don't have a scouting report thing on them. We don't know what to see. The Yankees saw him in spring training. They knew what they were getting going against him a little bit. Maybe they didn't have like everything down to a T on him. But this wasn't like a total, oh, we've never seen – have nothing from our scouts on this guy. They've seen him. Um, and he's he, still – And he just, he just looked – he looked really good. The slider looked good. The fastball was good. Uh, someone asked in the chat about uh, dropping Logan Gilbert in the main event. I don't think you're crazy. I've From everything I've seen of, of his starts, I, I would have dropped him too. I just don't think he's usable at the moment. It's tough. And, and again, with the main, I mean, you can't – if you can't use a guy in a two-start week, I mean, it's really yeah. tough. I mean, and his I, last – It'll get it'll get better, right? But it's just like you watch him; it isn't he doesn't pass the eye test yet. He probably will at some point. But if you don't pass the eye test as a rookie, like it's gonna it's tough enough as it is. If you have really good stuff and everything looks good, and we saw a few, McClanahan had a few hiccups, and when he, once he got started going five, he's been it's been pretty good the last few starts. But I just I don't think you can use Gilbert right now. And I you know Seattle's going six man too, which makes it really tough because they're going you know you go every six days. You never get a two step, and yeah. there's a lot of times we're like, oh my guy went Saturday, he's going not going until next Saturday. I got to sit there and wait for him. And you know if they get bumped back or get a rain out, suddenly you get a zero that week. I just think the six man makes it tough to, to or you really get two off around. days in a week. Okay, yeah, let's mess sure. around with that. Yep. Uh, I'll say this about Gilbert: tiny little 
silver lining last outing against our Oakland A's. Uh, he went four, four K's, no walks, no homers. And, you know, no whammies gave up two runs, but you know, it's, it was slightly better. And now you watched that start. So you could, you kind of obviously, cause you're an A's fan. He gave uh, up back-to-back hits to uh, Tony Kemp and Elvis Andrews. So I crossed him off right there. Yeah, of course. Of course there. Yeah. Such <laughs> a cynic. Such a totally, cynic. I love totally it. Totally kidding. Um, I thought he looked okay, but like not uh not like oh my like McClanahan made his debut against the A. So I watched that start and he like six that passed the eye test. Six yes. pitches in. I'm like, holy crap, who is this guy? Like this is insane. This guy's throwing 101 and breaking off a slider, making the top of the A's lineup look just look ridiculous. So you can just tell. I mean, you, I, I didn't know a lot about McClanahan before that start, and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy jumps off the page and you know, if you're going to be good as a rookie, I, I think you kind of have to jump off the page like that because it takes a while. If you're not jumping off the page, it takes a while to learn hitters, takes a while to learn how to pitch in that level. Turn, it takes a while for the manager to trust yep. you to go deep. There's a lot of factors that go into being a rookie pitcher that makes it really tough unless you just have that stuff that blows people away. Like like Six did last year. We talked about Six to a bunch last year. That first mm-hmm. start, you and I both watched him. We're like, oh, my God, this guy looks awesome. Yeah. You know what, too, is there will be guys that emerge, but – we don't know. We may not know who it is. We got to see dominance at AAA now. That's yeah. one thing. At least we have AAA to see. Thank that goodness. Sort of Thank goodness for that. I still, yeah. it's still such. You look at guys. You're like, oh, I don't have any 2020 stats to look at these minor leaguers. It makes it tough. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna see another Zach Gallen emerge from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, who Maybe. Manoa kind of was that in a way, but not. I mean, a little different because spring training there was the buzz about him. And you, and one thing James Anderson's article did, and if you haven't. You know, you see the headline here, the, the framing, if you're watching the streaming. If you don't already subscribe to Rotowire, go to rotowire.com slash try. Check out Farm Futures with James Anderson. He did, when, when players got assigned to the levels, he talked about how Manoa was assigned to AAA and how that was a big sign yep. that you should go pick him up when you can. I did so in AL Tout Wars because of that article two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yep. Now, before you, I go patting myself, break my shoulder blade, patting myself on the back, I didn't have him active this past this week for that first start because Toronto played on Monday morning. Yeah, they, uh, announced, it, they, announced, they announced it after that too. Yeah, right. Now there were hints that they, they they might do that. I mean, it was it was you know I could have taken the gamble and probably should have, but I didn't. Point is though, I, at least I have him for the rest of the season, and that's a call up that you know absent just a Gilbert blowing up type of scenario, he's going to be with them for a while. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's very true. Um, let's jump in some other starters. Uh, Merrill sure. Kelly. Merrill Kelly was available in a lot of leagues. Uh, was kind of the, the second guy that I went to. Um, started out with yeah. him in a couple of leagues. He was bad early. Um, his last seven starts hasn't given more than three runs, three earned runs in a game. Uh, Thirty-four strikeouts. The last five starts over twenty-eight and two-thirds. Just been really good lately. And he faces uh, faces the Mets and at Milwaukee. So not a bad uh, two starts on paper. Uh, no, his, his walks have been an issue, but no walks the last two games. That was against the Giants and the Dodgers too. Like two really good offenses yes. right now. Um, he's just a guy that uh, started out really badly, but uh, is kind of rounding into form right now. And just I think he's just one of those guys that's that's solid, not going to blow you away, but uh, a solid guy, especially in a fifteen-team. Yeah, he was on all my lists. I don't think I got him. Unfortunately, he wasn't my top choice. Frankly, I was chasing saves this weekend. Yeah. Let me tell you how much how joyful that is. Uh, and, we're yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get to the, the pitcher you and I both picked up, and it's uh, one of my least favorite pitchers in baseball. So it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it, it, I feel a lot of pain on this one, but yeah, Merrill Kelly two starts, and they're good starts too. By the way, that gets the Mets. Yep. Although it looks like we're gonna they'll be fortified a little bit tomorrow. We'll we'll get yeah. into that. I'm sure later too. Yep. At Milwaukee, Milwaukee strikes out a lot. Yep. Uh, although it's a Keston Hero strikes out a lot. You don't say weird. I know. And Milwaukee as a ballpark improves strikeouts. This has been something that's been con- suggested as well. Alas, it is against Brandon Woodruff in that start. So, and in the first starts against DeGrom, 
So, so, no, so no, no wins this week, but you, yeah. you might get some good ratios and some good strikeouts. But as far as two starts go, it, it, it jumped off a little bit as one you could probably use. Um, what do you do? Uh, speaking of two starts, what do you do with Tristan McKenzie right now? He's been, he was awful to start out the year, got sent down, came back up. I uh, was good this week, but five innings, one hit, five strikeouts, no one runs, but three more walks. And the walks have been the issue for him. It's weird because he has mm-hmm. a 20% walk rate. Like it's, it's crazy. The walks never been really a big problem for him. Even the minors and last year, the walk rate is like, I think it was like 7% last year. Um, the strikeout rate's still really good. It's still 30%. It was 33% last year. It was really good last year, as we talked about before. 33 innings, 3.24 ERA. Uh, what do you do with McKenzie right now? Because I have a hard time figuring out where the heck these walks came from, but they're they're very real right now. Um, you know, the thing about him is, you know, even last year he he had a hard time staying healthy. He had a hard time. He he was very inefficient with his pitches. I recall. Um, and he had, you know, he's a very thin guy, yep. right? And just durability has always been a concern with him. He was on my list for bids. Two starts again this week. Although I don't like the first one because it's against the White Sox. But. I moved it. I moved him down because that White Sox start. Like they just. Yeah. I mean, I know there's no Eloy and no uh, no Luis Robert, but my God, they're just they're really good. You gotta you gotta love Luis or Liam Hendricks week by the way, getting three three saves on the weekend. Yeah, um, you, don't, you don't see a Saturday Sunday three save uh, three save Saturday Sunday happen very often. He made up that stagger pretty quick. You know, after he's a, he's a stud. I love Liam Hendricks. The dude's awesome. He's just an animal. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, um, a lot of the, he's, he's almost one of those pitchers that gets better with more work. Yeah, he does. They, I, I still remember the playoffs last year when he brought Melvin brought him in the seventh, and I was like, what are you doing? And then three shutout innings later, I was like, all right. I'll yeah. go ahead and shut up. And then and pitching I'll, the next day I'll, too. I'll, I'll go ahead and let you manage the team. We're good. So yeah. yeah then yeah, you're right. Became in the next day. It was awesome. But uh, I love Hendricks, but that was, uh, that was fun. I was the same on McKenzie, um, you know, at Baltimore, you know, everyone. So that's a tough park, but you know, you can be okay pitching against that lineup, but the White Sox won. Uh, I don't know if you walk a few guys and suddenly you make a mistake to some of those dudes, you, you get ugly pretty quick. Yeah, you do. You do. So I do that. I did not get them. Let's uh, let's talk some more, uh, more fab pitchers here, but first a quick note from our sponsors. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. 
Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So the next pitcher I want to talk about with you, Jeff, Alex Cobb uh, with the Angels uh, came off uh, back off the aisle has been really good. Two starts, 12 innings, uh, one and run, 12 strikeouts, two walks. It's been a weird year for Alex Cobb. His strikeout rate was under 20% the last five seasons. It's 30.1% right now, like a complete and utter difference. He's throwing more splitters and less sinkers. I think it helps uh, the whiff rates up on his splitter, up on his curveball. He threw his sinker last year, 47 and a half percent of the time had a 7% whiff rate on it. Like just abysmal. So it's good that maybe the pitch makes it helping him out. You watch him and like, he throws that, he throws that splitter. You're like, that pitch is nasty. Like I don't know how many hits that uh, pitch well against the A's this weekend. Uh, he was available in some onlines. Uh, did you have him anywhere? Uh, he was again, I had him on my list. I yeah. did not get him. Um, I'm trying to think how close I came though. I'll, I'll tell you in a sec, but yeah, he, he was definitely a guy that caught my eye, especially because he also gets uh, a pretty good start against Seattle this week. You're like, okay, I like that, but no, I, I didn't get him. Um, trying to see how close I came, but, uh, uh, actually it's because I got Johnny Cueto who had, uh, who, who had the, uh, two starts this week and Cobb's got one. So I went Cueto ahead of him, but, uh, Cobb was on my list. Everybody the Giants throw out their pitch as well. It's crazy. Yeah. And of course, Quato's got, I think, not only does he have two starts, but he's got two, I think, two pretty good ones too. Yeah. You get the, he gets the Angels and the Cubs both in Anaheim. Okay. They're not great starts, but they're good starts. Uh, both in San Francisco, you mean? Did I say, what did I say? Anaheim? Both in Anaheim, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he likes Anaheim. Um, he does. It, you know, the, he's facing the Angels in San Francisco. You're the happy, It's the happiest place on earth. It is. No, it's troutless. So therefore, it is happy for right. opposing pitchers. Uh, it's troutless, mate. That just sucks. And you got uh, no DH there. That's going to be. Uh, that, I like those. I like both those starts too. I think that. Uh, and the Giants are just. The Giants hit Julio Arias this weekend. They hit Kershaw this weekend. Like it's crazy. Every time I think they lost four in a row, the Dodgers. I'm like, oh, here we go. And all of a sudden, they won three in a row against the Dodgers. They won Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, that uh, that Mike Talkman play over the over the wall on Friday night oh, was awesome. By the way, it was so that, cool. And, and it was like the play after Austin Barnes hit the three run homer off Tyler Rogers tie the game. You're like, oh my god, I can't wait. The Giants blew this against the Dodgers again. And then Pools hits that, and Talkman goes over the wall. It was it was awesome. The and effort. I'm always a Giants fan. That was great. The effort for that play after yeah. such a deflating homer like that. Yeah. Uh, although, as someone that has Jake McGee in the main, it was a very exhilarating homer because it was off of Tyler Rogers. Uh, yeah, well, but we won't talk about today's homework by Pools, but uh, okay, whatever. Oh, but 
I, I don't know which is worse, the Homer to Austin Barnes or Poole, so I don't know which one's worse. But neither one was great. But hey, at least Miggy got the save. Like at this point, I'll take any save, no matter how it looks. Yeah. By the way, Pujols, not for nothing, has hit lefties this year. I mean, that is one thing he can do. Yeah, I think that if he if he can pinch hit late in games and start against some lefties, I have no problem with that. It's the the Dodgers fans who think all of a sudden that he's locked in and this is this is the the, the going to save their season kind of crap that bugs me. You know, he's got a thousand OPS against lefties. That that'll play. I mean, that's uh, you can you can platoon him, you can hit him late in games, and that works. He has a four seventy OPS against righty, so that's let's, not let's... That's, that's not as good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. So Jake McGee does throw with his left hand, so therefore it's yeah. it's, it's allowable. Uh, and and there's only one run of those two was uh, earned because of McGee's own throwing error. So there was that too. I always like my pitchers make errors to help out the ERA. That's yeah, nice. Yes, yes, it's it's a team player. I like that. Let's talk about a couple of uh, bullpen situations. Uh, there a couple of ugly ones. We have the Royals bullpen. Um, Josh Josh Stalmont Stamont. I always mess that one up. Um, say it for me. How's it go? I think it's Stalmont. He has uh, injured. He hurt his knee. It sounds like he's gonna be out for a little bit. The quote from the manager said something effective. We're gonna let him rest the knee before we even start to do any kind of rehab and bring him back. So I think we're looking at. Uh, there's no been no timetable set. I think we're gonna we gotta be looking at three to four weeks by the time that's all said and done. So uh, Kyle Zimmer got a save earlier in the week and then uh, came in the sixth inning today just to mess us all up. Uh, right, we're doing our fab work. Greg Holland got the save. Um, I don't think Greg Holland's good. He uh, his walk rate is insanely bad, sixteen percent. Uh, strikeout rate is twenty percent, so it's okay there. He has some experience. He's done it before. I picked him up in one league because I'm desperate in saves, but uh, I don't think it's going to go well. I'm, I'm just hoping to maybe get a couple of uh, a couple of weeks of lucky saves and, and get the heck out of there. Both main event leagues, I got him. And do not do not watch any Royals games the next two weeks. I won't. I won't. It's like watching. Hey, if I had to watch Caesar Valdez for one of my main event oh, teams, uh, that's, that's I didn't. Rough. Yeah i I will be benching Valdez this week. We didn't drop him yet, but. You know, we're this close, this close. So that's I mean, a good question. That's a good question, though. Since you're, since you're talking about that, I can I assume you consider those those eight saves, even though the ERA is high and only eighteen. I guess you consider that a win for that pickup, right? If I got all eight, it would have been yeah. But uh, I how many did you eight. get? Because he already. I'm, I'm sure he he had one or two in okay. on, under the belt. Before so if you got if you got up, five right? five saves in six weeks, is that worth it? Yeah. All right, it is. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind the ERA is not great. It's like five something or six, right? You know, but, but that's so few. That's runs. reliever like that, five something. That's, yeah, that's his. All his runs combined is like one Luis Castillo start. So you're fine. Yeah, but this week was a a reliever gombering basically. <laughs> those are the those are really painful. Yeah, especially when the guy's at home and you don't have the like oh as long as they take the lead he can't give up any more runs when they're on the, when they're at home and they can give up like five runs at the top of the inning it just gets especially painful. Yeah, it does. Uh, did you did you look at Kyle Zimmer at all? I mean, he's uh, obviously he was a, a huge prospect. He was the fifth overall pick way back in 2012. Throws 94, uh, has a good K rate, 26 and a half. Uh, walk rate's a little bit high, but still under 10. percent He's been way better than Holland in the ERA. He's got two five five ERA. Um, but once he threw the sixth thing today, I just I kind of figured I'd just go with Holland. But I I don't think I don't think they want a guy. I think it's going to be a mix and match. But um, I, if I had to bet on someone to get the next save, it'd be Holland. But I, I wouldn't bet very much money on him. Yeah, I, I, that's. Kansas City is American League speak for Cincinnati, which is our, which is our, which is our next topic. So that was good. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, they're they're managed exactly the same. Whatever strikes the manager's fancy at the moment of the time. You know, David Bell's like the the whole game was right here in this inning. It was the sixth inning, and he might have been right, but it's just like I, I you know, I kind of wanted to push back against the whole notion that relievers need roles, but then I watched the way Bell manages games. It drives me up a wall. And it's even as a Reds fan, 
I mean, I, I think there's something to it that, that knowing when you have to be ready. You know, and we're, we're friends with Brad Ziegler, right? I was gonna and, say, I was gonna say, we we know a reliever. I wasn't gonna use the name, but we know a reliever. And I've actually talked. We had a discussion with him. I remember sitting in a bar. You and I talked about it. But, and he said, I just, I, it, it, I'll do whatever I need to do, but it's great to know when I need to really be like mentally and warmed up and everything good to go. It's, it, I think relievers like to know at least what, like sec, like sixth and ninth is a way different part of the game. Yeah. And it's sometimes earlier for the Reds too, right. by the way. And, you know, Brad used to email us trade offers in the first inning uh, in our <laughs> fantasy football league. He didn't play fantasy baseball, just relax people. Yes. Um, but, uh, and it was his last season. So he was already out the door. He's a veteran, so it's fine. Um, I hope I'm not outing him too badly. But he he uh, does a fantasy football podcast on my fantasy football. I don't think you're outing him on anything there. No, I know. I, I know he does. And, and I know he does the podcast. I don't know if he told stories about that. But and regardless, you know, they you have your routine when you get ready. I mean, you're hanging on the bullpen. I get it. It's, it takes a while. And as a veteran, you sometimes are in there right now. Granted, the, most of the Reds relievers are not super aged veterans either, though. Antone hasn't been around for a while. Sims has been around a little longer. Garrett a little longer. But I, I think it detracts from their performance a little bit. Because David Bell loves the mid-inning switch, the, the double switch and the and mid-inning replacements. So many times Garrett faces the minimum three batters. Oh, let's take him out of there. I know he's earned – you know, he, he was that bad for a while, so he kind of earned it. But I don't know. I just – I don't think it's great. I, and I know I'm rambling here, but point is Kansas City is the same way. I and, and they've already said that the pitchers need to buy into this and all that. They've actually had that quote. So you're the Reds fan. Sims had two saves this week after I dropped him, which felt great. Antona the save today. Um, do you you just think we're going to mix and match all year? I think there's not going to be yes. a guy. There's not going to be a guy. Right? We can stop talking about there being a guy. Yeah, I, unless they trade for Craig Kimbrell at the trade deadline or something like that. Yes, it's okay. going to be that way all along. Antona pitched two and two thirds against the Nats, and then they had. You know they had they had Garrett come in the ninth, and then Sims get the last out. Yeah. Then Sims got a traditional save on Thursday, and then Garrett pitched on Saturday and an earlier inning, and Antone pitched in an earlier inning, and then Antone pitches the ninth today. It's just it's different every time. If you had to pick one to have in your team the rest of the way, I assume it's Antone. Yeah, I, I, I Antone's going to be valuable wherever he pitches because yeah, his wishes right. are so good. The cage are so good. Matters. Yeah. Yeah. And then, if I, but if I were going to bet on anybody to get the next save for the Reds, I think it'd be Sims. I think I'd go the same way, but I think that uh, if I'm going to own one guy, it's going to be Antone, just for all the stuff that goes in with it. You're going to get some saves here and there too. Right. I, I think I think Sims will actually be good too. That's the other thing. Uh, I think he had two bad outings. One of them was like Sean Doodle and it let Doolittle and let all of the inherited runners score. Yeah. And he, you know he tried to inherit some more so he could let them score too. It was that Arizona extra inning game on a Thursday getaway game, and it just really got away. Uh, just, oh, it was so bad. Uh, yeah, Sims has a 35% K rate. Like, you can kind of see that working. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about some offense. Uh, Christian Walker is back off the IL again. He came off and then he went back on. Now he's back. Um, has struggled so far in 2021. This is a guy that you and I, I think, both really liked back in 2019. He had 29 home runs, hit 260 that year. Really good hard hit rate, good barrel rate. Uh, last year was pretty good, 271 with seven home runs in 243 plate appearances. Nice uh, hard hit rate there, too. Hard hit rate's been down, but it's, it's hard to really take anything he's done so far. It seems like he's not been healthy yet. Um, if you have Walker, did you hold him? Did you try and pick him up in the 12ers this week? Where are you on, on Walker? He, I think he hit six today, and he, he was back in the lineup. You know, I saw him picked up in one league, and I saw him dropped in another. So that, that's it, Confusion reigns supreme. I he's think about it, right, that, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm 
holding on and probably actually maybe even using in one league uh, this week. Uh, it's just in part because of just who we had. I mean, Shu and I really had a hard time keeping guys healthy and uh, in, in one of them in one of our mains. We're going to be activating Chris, uh, Peter Alonzo. I almost said Christian Alonzo. That would be weird. But Walker and Alonzo are going to go back active, and we uh, are, are benching. Like, well, you know, we're we're waiting for Jordan Alvarez to come back. G Man Choi is there if we need him in case one of those guys doesn't come back tomorrow. But we we now have to carry three first basemen because of yep. all the injuries they've had, which is kind of I, stupid. And that doesn't. I work. had that. I had that shortstop. It's crazy. I had four middles starting the week that I I liked all four, and I was like, this is going to be yep. really hard. I got to bench one of them, and then by the weekend, Story and Jazz Chisholm were hurt. And uh, I had to pick up a shortstop. So a spot, like my one thought, a spot I was deep and really good. I had to go pick up a shortstop. I forget who it was, but I picked up someone bad. I picked up, oh, I picked up uh, Edmund Sosa from St. Louis. It's actually been all right. And uh, Paul, De, Paul, I always mess it up. Paul DeYoung is out for a while. Um, sounds like he's still going to be out for a little bit. I thought they were thought he was coming back. And the, there was a quote this week saying he's not coming back anytime soon. So I grabbed Sosa just for some at-bats in case uh, Chisholm ends up going the I.L. He's on our list of contingencies too here. Yeah. Uh, David Downey about talking about Chris Walker goes, how do you think Walker's return affects Pavin Smith? Uh, good I question. Think, I think I, it is a good question. I think Pavin's earned his time. I think he's going to end up, uh, mixing in some first base and some outfield. I think that he's, uh, for right now, I think he's earned his at bats. I think he'll play almost every day. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're right. Um, it's weird. Like Pavin Smith was batting lead off at one point for the, the diamondbacks and, yeah. you know, he still does. But the funny thing is, you know, and he, he's got a decent batting eye, 12 walks, 34 Ks on the year. Keep in mind, it's 203 plate appearances. If you had like rookies that were going to lead baseball in plate appearances, I don't think Paven Smith would have been no. high on your list. Uh, but here we are. And, and, and you're you're 100 games under 500. You're terrible. You've lost. You, you, you finally won it after losing 13 in a row. If you take a bat from Paven Smith and give him to Josh Reddick, that's just like, that's just negligence right there. Like, I, I, I like Josh Reddick. Josh Reddick is a veteran, but. Like you can't give him at bats over the rookie guy that you're 18 and whatever, 19 and 35. Like you're terrible. Josh Reddick got us through the storm this past week. Don't yeah, I will yeah, uh, Brooke, no no yeah, ill yeah, words towards decent. him. And, yeah, and, he, and he's the king of the walk-up song for you. Come on, where's your loyalty, my man? I, I like I said I like Josh Reddick, but it, 10, <laughs> 11 years in the league, you should not be getting over bats over your rookie. You 100 percent agree. When you're 16 agree. games under 500, And I like Josh Reddick. I'm glad he got a job, but and, you know, Cattell Marte and, and David Peralta are going to play every day. So it's really just right field. So it's – I think Pavin, Pavin Smith's going to play most of the time. Then he'll probably mix in it. They'll play maybe there's some – against a tough righty, they'll have they'll sit Walker and and have Smith play first base. But I, I think he's on his at-bats right now. Yeah, um, I, I think so too. And, you know, uh, you know Smith – I think uh, – I know Reddick had a good day today, but your, your point is 100% valid. 100%. And if they were three games back, I think like, you know, veteran at bats from Josh Reddick maybe makes sense. Like I, I'd probably argue still for, for Pavin Smith hitting well, but like where they are right, right now, like give me development anytime, any day over a veteran who doesn't, it doesn't affect your team at all next year. Right. Uh, next month even. Yeah. Very right. true. I mean, Arizona's 19 and 35 after their win today. They, they're not even, they're not even 13 games out of first place. And it's not like there's one good team there's in the division. There's three. I mean, in part, like, they're, they're buffeted by facing, you know, those two bottom feeders. I mean, we talked about the Rockies' woes earlier. I mean, the, the Diamondbacks are actually worse somehow. Yeah, well, they, lost, they just lost 13 games in a row. That, that tends to be tough. But, I mean, yeah. they're legit They're legit dead. I know it's May 30th, but they're dead. Like, they, Yeah, they, I mean, as soon as Gallon got hurt, they were dead. Yeah. Um, speaking of some uh, some pickups, uh, our, our friend John Birdie is kind of back into playable mode here. Uh, Brian Anderson and Miguel Rojas went on the aisle for the Marlins this week. 
Uh, Bernie's going to play. He's eligible in NFBC at second, third, and the outfield. He uh, He's not a great hitter. He's, uh, he's hit 170 so far. Did hit 260 last year, 270 the year before. I think the batting average will come up. He's faster. The bat up's 215. Like, that's going to bump up a little bit. But if you need stolen bases, a guy that's probably going to play every day. He had uh, 17 steals in 2019 and half a season. He had nine last year and whatever that was, a, a third of it. He played 40 games, so a, qu- a fourth of a season. This is a guy that could give you – you know, a handful of stolen bases over the next few weeks. And, you know, I know he's not a very good hitter, but that, that, that provides some value in fantasy leagues for sure. It does. He can stink at multiple positions, but he can do it quickly. Um, uh, You know, I, I, I've used birdie before. And I, I think I, even this past week, it just doesn't feel clean doing it, but it doesn't. Uh, but you get a guy that can play corner or middle, so he backs up both spots. Backs up outfield too. Outfield we've talked about many times. Not yeah. very, uh, not very deep this year. I just think that uh, you know you might start him in there. He may have a, a two or three stolen base week, and that's uh, that's gold right there. I mean, Miami's just short of being good enough not to be able to use John Birdie. Um, they're they're about a season away. I mean, the thing is, you look at their lineup, and they've got some useful useful guys, especially when Chisholm's healthy. Uh, you got Aguilar, you've got, you know, Garrett Cooper can hit a little bit there. I, I actually, I like Garrett Cooper. I think he's going to, he, he started to warm up and he got a little bit of a tweak and I, I think he's going to be, end up being solid. Yeah. Starling Marte comes back. Uh, back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they were rained out today. So I was just kind of, oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, they, they did, he did come back over the weekend. You're right. He came back yeah. Friday. Um, and then Adam Duvall can play a little bit. And he's actually yeah. pretty good defensively too. They, and Brian Anderson's hurt. They kind of like this and they're cl- Alfaro's. Eh, just okay but you know you you squint and you can see a useful lineup in there yeah it's like it's like it's like good depth not great depth but good depth right um speaking of prior depth in miami harold ramirez uh, was an outfielder for them uh last year in 2019 uh, he's one of those guys that you weren't going to get a lot out of but his batting average is tough he's got hit 276 in 2019 in 119 major league games Really high averages in the minors. He had three three twenty for Toronto in Double A in two thousand eighteen. Playing every day for Cleveland right now, and we talk a lot about how outfield's really thin. You know, every day at bats are hard to find. He's played uh, seventy four plate appearances in two seventy one. You're not getting a lot of pop out of him. He does have two home runs, um, but a twelve percent strikeout rate so far. He's a he's a guy that's al- almost always under twenty percent. He was a little over twenty percent in twenty nineteen. Fifty five percent hard hit rate so far. Kind of jumped off of me. He's hitting the ball really hard right now. I think he's a sneaky guy that's going to play every day. That won't or that won't be huge for your other stats, but will be good for you in batting average. Batted cleanup in the nightcap today against <laughs> Toronto. Cr- it's, I it's, think that's an indictment of cleanup, cleanup, and not an endorsement of weird Harold. Uh, anybody named Harold has now has to be weird Harold, but that's just a because I'm 50 uh, now, so I have to make you know uh, you know what Fat Albert references. You no, didn't I get don't. that one, huh? No, I didn't get sorry. that one. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not. A, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not as old as you are. Yeah, there, there's there's Fat Albert, Weird Harold, Mushmouth, all those guys. But uh, I knew I knew Fat Albert, but my my stop I stopped there. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> eh, okay. He, yeah, he, his starts okay, but. I, I think he's just going to go the way of the other fringe outfielders that yeah, Cleveland cycles he, through. He's fringe, but I when you get fringe and you get a guy that actually is hit for average in the in the minors and in the majors, um, I got a little bit interested there. And just because outfield is outfield's tough to find that fifth guy. In a That's true. Field. That's true. I mean, Josh Reddick, Harold Ramirez. Yeah, I take I'd go Harold Ramirez right now for sure. I think it, I think it's a toss up. Um, yeah, that's right. I, 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 I go with whoever plays more, and Ramirez should play yeah, more. I think I think, I, I think that's the thing is Ramirez should play. You know, while he stays, I wouldn't say hot, but while he stays uh, not cold, I think that he uh, he ends up playing. And just Cleveland is desperate for anybody to be decent. There, that that lineup after the top is is really rough. Give me Ref Snyder over both. 
How about that? Uh, all right. I'll go, I'll go Ramirez over Ref Snyder. Okay. That, that is your right. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, we talked about a, a bunch in the preseason, uh, wasn't available in many leagues. Uh, shallow leagues probably was. He was 82% owned in 12 teamers. Uh, are we finally seeing the Tyler O'Neill breakout uh, until he gets hurt again? As God is my witness, I hope so. Uh, I've had, yeah, I've I've, he has 11 home runs in 121 plate appearances. He's, he's home run like every 10, 10 plate appearances. It's crazy. Yeah, he's using the interlocking grip uh, because to protect his finger a little bit more. Uh, uh, and it sounds, it sounds like my three iron. It's it's kind of it, it is a golfing grip, yeah. and it's uh, it's working for him. And he runs too. Uh, yeah. stolen bases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm heavily invested in Tyler O'Neill, and I hope it works. The funny thing is, he was available in I think you, at least you, three main hold, events. Did you hold on to him everywhere? Oh yeah, I have him oh. in both mains. Oh, that's uh, really that's a nice hold right there. Well, I well I no I dropped I drafted dropped picked, picked up, back up and All then right. picked up in the other uh, too. So and I've had him you know I, this this set but all I had him I I held him through the second DL trip you right. know the, the first IL trip I did not hold uh, but yeah just I was kind of high on him going in it's hard to find power speed and then yep. when you look at how bad batting average is yep. let me face the peril. I'll, See, I'll take the chance there. And he is batting ever so I just pick up Harold Ramirez and you're fine. I mean, if you hit 220, <laughs> if you're, you have a player that's Joey Gallo, it doesn't yeah. hurt you in, that much unless yeah. he's hitting 150. It's then, crazy, okay, right? sure, he hurts you. Uh, but 225 doesn't kill you. Yeah, it's, it's, it, we have to, you have to adjust. I mean, Granit O'Neill hit 173 last year. He's hit 270 right now, 11 yeah. home runs, four stolen bases, hitting the crap out of the ball, 50% hard hit rate, 18% barrel rate's fantastic. Obviously, he strikes out a little too much, but. You know, thirty-three percent probably isn't what thirty-three percent was five years ago. I think that's that's pretty clear. But uh, I don't know. He's a guy that he's just is a matter of staying healthy. I mean, he's probably going to get hurt again. It's just kind of what he does. But speed yeah. power guys, I loved him in the preseason too. I drafted him a couple teams. I ended up dropping him, and I was uh, I'm feeling like it's a pretty big mistake right now. Yeah. Uh, well, I you know the thing is this year is forcing us to make tough decisions. It is. Uh, I, I looked on which is painful, but also kind of fun in some ways too. Yeah, it, it makes it does make bidding that each week better later on. But in uh, one of my two mains, two of the top five uh, rostered players were our drops. Uh, uh, so it's, I, I had that in one of my mains too. I kept looking. I'm like, uh, I feel like a, and, I feel like a dummy, but sometimes you don't have a choice. And like, it's just uh, you know what's great though is when you drop 100 percent owned player, and like the next week he's like 12 percent owned. You feel actually good about yourself. Yeah, yeah. But the worst part is when Vlad swoops in and picks up your drops. That's when you're not feeling great about it. You guys can talk about that next Sunday. Uh, yeah, that's right. You're you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be leaving us. We're having uh, Vlad Sedler guest host next Sunday. That should be uh, should be fun. Yeah. It should uh, be. Anybody else uh, fab wise that you were uh, super interested in uh, that we haven't talked about before we get on some uh, a massive uh, news and notes? Um, I can't. Uh, let, let me just look real quick because I did. I, I did. Ha I was pretty active, but I'm trying to remember. Well, uh, while you're looking, who gets the next save opportunity in Arizona, if they ever have one? I think it's. I think I actually think it's Soria, which is painful. That's but I think kind of gross, isn't it? it? Is, no, not kind of gross. It's just gross. Yeah. But Stefan Crichton has been—he's not good either. It's just—I uh, well, think that was I, one of Vlad's, Vlad's swoops. So I'm kind of yeah. That uh, wasn't a, that wasn't a very uh, that wasn't a very uh, good swoop. But uh, I think it, I think Story gets the next stop. Yeah, I got Jeff Peterson in one of my onlines. Oh, uh, that's so nice. That was nice. I did get Cueto in a couple of places, uh, and then I got Brandon Crawford in uh, yogurt league. So that was good. Happy about that. Oh, I'm surprised he was available. Um, by the way, Jock Peterson hitting 256. So if Brock Ness Monster is still listening, I'm, I'm about 30 points up on our bet right now. That's pretty nice. That's beautiful. 
I think we had 223 as the number, so I'm, I'm looking good right now. What was our Yelich number? Uh, Numbers. All right, a, the, we had a strikeout rate. I think it was like 26%. I hate to tell you, but I'm winning in a landslide I, on I that know. one. I know. It's crazy. Um, and I think batting average was like 270 maybe? And he's in 267 now uh, going into today. Uh, God, his strikeout rate's 31 and a half. My God. It was worse earlier. He, he there's That means there's hope for you. But it, uh, it's gone up from last year. Like I remember last year, we're like, oh, I was looking like that's an outlier. We're looking, but think, when he came was, back from the IL, was thirty seven percent. So I think you, I think you gave me twenty six percent, and I felt pretty good about getting under that. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, as far as first round picks go, that one has been an absolute, absolute disaster. How early do you take them this year? Um, if you're drafting, if you were, in, if you were doing the second chance Memorial League, I know you didn't do it, but if you were, to I, do my it, my name might be attached to one that's happening tomorrow. But um, oh, really? Yes, it's, I'm not actually doing it. I'm just kind of being part of it. Um, oh God, who, I would, who are you doing it with? I think you, the pe- the people need to know this. Uh, with Rob Silver, Matt Modica, and Vlad said that we have a oh my team. god, all, how did you manage it? <laughs> we're not. We just we talk anyway, so we're just going to kind of we just put it in there for fun, and uh, we're going to have a uh, see what happens. Rob's draft. It's a 6 a.m. Uh, Western draft tomorrow or Pacific time. So I'm uh, I'm not going to be very active in the draft, but I'll be I'll be active in pickups and fab and stuff like that. He's a super friends. I know Rob took him at five point one in the one the one that I did, and yeah. I think it's a reasonable chance there. But I do too. I think I probably go a little bit earlier than that, just because I, I think if I were going to do if I were doing a um, the second chance draft, I think I would take. Uh, pitching earlier than all hitters who who have sucked the first two months, I think would probably be my strategy. Which is kind of what he did. I mean, he went Cole Bueller, Kershaw, Diaz. I, I, I'm outing him right now, but oh well. He's in, right. he was in my I, league, and that's too bad. I, I don't um, think he'll care. I think he'll be fine. Yelich, Alvarez, Jose Abreu. He got Starling Marte. He got Springer, Torres. Took a lot. I mean, there's a lot of brand names here: Correa, yeah. Blackman, Goldie. That's probably that's probably exact. That's probably what I would do. Just I think that's. If you're going to go, uh, you know, value, I think you just do it all the way and, and figure a lot of those hitters are so good. They have to turn it around. Yeah. Me, I took Trevor Story. And uh, so that's round, that's the start of our news. And no, that's the start of our news and notes. So that's pretty good. So you took Story. You're going to get you get no at bats from him because he didn't get to play him. And now he's on the IL. Uh, I'm actually kind of worried about this one. Right elbow inflammation, having an MRI Monday or Tuesday. The fact that it didn't he like felt a little bit better, maybe feel, make it feel a little better. But I just don't. They have nothing to play for. They want to trade him. They probably want him to get healthy. I just, uh, I'm worried. This is one of these ones that's going to not be as quick as we first thought it was going to be. I agree. Um, although they were, I, I saw them downplaying it, but they're also yeah. they have a, a financial reason to downplay it. Like you said, they might be looking to trade him. You felt something throwing. Ooh. I know. Do you need right? to throw like, when you're a shortstop? Yeah. I, like if, I think if that was do. a pitcher, if that was a pitcher, we'd be panicking right now because it's like the mm-hmm. exact thing you don't want to hear. And it's a play position player, but like you're right, he has to throw from shortstop. And we saw that with Corey Seager a couple years ago. That's like, the name I was just gonna yeah, say. Yep. Couldn't throw from shortstop, and it turned out really badly. I just uh I don't know. I just I just I shouldn't make picks in the first round anymore. I'm just gonna skip my pick from now on. Mm. I'm gonna yeah. let I'm gonna let team 15 go, and then I'm gonna make two second round picks from now on. <laughs> yeah, seems <laughs> seems like a smart play there. Uh so he, uh, he yeah, he'll have an MRI Monday or Tuesday. We'll find out some more there, but uh, I'm not super optimistic about that. Uh, Max Kepler went on the IL today for his hamstring. They sound like it's going to be a chance for the minimum uh, with hamstrings. You know, I don't think you ever know. He was day to day 24 hours ago. Now he's on the IL, so that's uh, that's a tough one. So obviously, if you have Kepler, make sure you get him out of your lineup. He's been dealing with this for two to three weeks. Yep. Try to like really stretch on a play, and oh. When you stretch on play with a bad hamstring, it doesn't work. Speaking, speaking of dealing for two, three weeks, uh, Kenta Maeda uh, said, he, said he's past his groin issue. 
but now he's nursing a sore arm. If you read the rest uh, of the quote, he's been pitching through the sore arm all year long. How the of hell? Of course he has. How the heck do we not know about that six weeks ago? Like that seems because crazy the, to me. You know why? Because is, it, is, Joe, is Joe Girardi running the Twins too? Yeah, well, that and <laughs> reporters aren't in the locker room. They don't see him Good icing point. every day, and you know, granted, pitchers ice after every start anyhow. Yeah. So, uh, but point is, I mean, you how, don't see it. How do the Twins let him pitch through a sore arm, though? Like, how do you not take a start or two and kind of figure that out? It seemed unless he hadn't told them. I don't know the answer to that, but. I don't know. The whole thing seems crazy to me. I, why he hasn't been, has not been good and nothing near, near 2020 makes a little more sense now, I guess. I suppose. Does, do you, I kind of feel in a little distrust towards the twins coaching slash medical staff. Yeah. I mean, you look at Buxton had another setback this past week. Ugh. Josh Donaldson's been on, on and off. Uh, you know, look at how he, they tried to have him play. I mean, granted, he's forcing his way to try to play. Right. You know, and that's part of it. You have to trust the player. Maybe he said nothing to the team. Uh, in, in the case of Maeda, you know, I was going to say, if Josh, Josh Donaldson said nothing, that'd be the first time Josh Donaldson ever said nothing. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. But, you know, the Twins had this whole baby Josh Donaldson thing in spring training, so he could be ready for the start of the season. And it lasted all of one play. Uh, and one play, one double, and he was done. Yeah. It just, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I feel I'm stammering. I'm so upset about this one here because I just don't trust anymore. I've been hurt. Um, Jesus Lazardo is an interesting um, player right now. He, the A's are bringing him back. He came off the aisle today, but as a reliever, pitched the ninth inning. Um, I think the A's are grooming him to be a two to three inning reliever the rest of the way. I do not think they're. I do not think they're setting him up to come back in the rotation anytime soon. I tend to agree, and I feel kind of yucky about it. I picked him up in my AL only home league because when someone dropped him, and jokes on me. The way, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's an out of the shot thing that he ends up closing games for them the last couple months of the season. Right. He could be another Antone, you know. He could be two to three ace yeah. reliever. He can go max out. You know, they're they're worried about his inning count already. So yeah, I get it. He was throwing ninety eight point six today, coming out of the pen in the ninth. I after Deekman, Trevino, and like Petit, like everybody else in that bullpen, I don't want any part of. So like. Their, their starting pitch has been good. Cole Irvin wasn't great today, but the starting pitch has been really good. I, I think like a, a bridge guy or a guy that can go seventh, eighth, or six, seventh, eighth, or even seven, eight, nine. Like I think it's really valuable the way they're set up right now. I don't know if they'll do it, but I think that they're really thinking about it because you don't. If you're stretching, if you're like we're gonna have Lazardo come in the pen to like throw more and get ready for the the relief role, you don't come in and pitch him for one inning in the night today, right? Like that may, that would make no sense. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. You don't make him a garbage time pitch while two runs down reliever. That's for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I, if you I, do, you're gonna have him throw the seventh, eighth, the night to get pitches in. Like if he threw, I don't know how many pitches he threw today, fifteen pitches. Like that's not that's not building him back up to start anytime soon. Yeah, it, it's a pretty strong indictment against like Sergio Romo and some of the other guys they they added. But you know what though, they build a bullpen on the cheap this off season. You know, yeah. they swooped in late on Romo. What what did they not build on the cheap this season? Actually, although that's. A little unfair because they also have Rosenthal. Rosenthal. Yeah. yeah. And that, worked, that worked well. What does he have? Like 16, 17 saves right now? <laughs> you know, I feel bad for him, but I do too. Uh, that's I do just too. awful after all he's fought through. But it is. despite all that, you still have three reliable relievers. That's two more than the Reds have, or one more than the Reds have <laughs> uh, right now. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I'd kill to have that in some cases. But yeah, yeah I, I think you may be right. And the only thing that's weird though is like AJ Puck has been more like AJ Yuck so far uh, in Triple A. I mean, he, he doesn't look healthy. But on his rehab assignment, they optioned him after activating him off the uh, IL this week. So that shows you where he's at. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, my, I would change strategy and direction with Puck from now on. I would make him a reliever. 
I was just going to say, why don't you – yeah, maybe – I think I he could be an awesome two inning reliever, and I just I don't think he'll ever be a starter that can throw eighty pitches, eighty ninety pitches every fifth day. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think you're. I you know what though? I, I don't blame the A's for trying first. I don't, either. You know, I don't either. All these teams are better off trying to develop guys yep. as starters, and when it finally it doesn't work, okay, then you put them in the bullpen. There, I, I get I think it, it. I think it's at the point now. He's twenty six. I think he could be really effective in the majors, pitching two to three innings start, spurts as a as a really high end gas of that reliever, and I would do that right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that 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 I think that's the way I'd handle it too. Um, some other news and notes: Victor Robles starting a rehab assignment on Sunday, so he should be back pretty soon. Um, a lot of guys we mentioned earlier, a lot of guys sat the weekend. We have Ramon Laureano, Jordan Alvarez, Jazz Chisholm, um, Anthony Rizzo, Yuli Gurriel. All those guys sat at least Saturday, Sunday. All none of them on the IL yet. I think we're gonna have a lot of news on Monday. Those guys are gonna be in lineups. They're gonna be going. We're gonna have guys going on the IL. Yeah, that I think always Monday, answer works well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it never works well, and, and especially on Mondays. And we've got. I'm sure we have a ton of day games tomorrow. It's gonna be lineups are gonna be crazy tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm gonna be nowhere near my computer tomorrow too. So it's I'm gonna be trying to make do my lineups on my phone, and it's gonna be ugly. You might but, you might get you might get divorced on your 50th birthday. Oh no, I'll be on the golf course when I'm on my phone. So oh, it's like, uh, that's easier. No. That is. I thought yeah. you were like doing family stuff. There are there are two games at ten o'clock uh, Pacific. There's three games at eleven. There's a game at twelve. There's three at one. Yeah, there's pretty much games all day long. Yeah, and you know, it just yeah, it never ends up well with the, these uh, money decisions. Great, great for TV purposes and if you're watching games, but uh, fancy lineups and all these guys that are missing games. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. You guys make some decisions early that you don't want to make. All the Monday holidays this year, it's crazy. I think Fourth Fourth of July, if I recall correctly, is on a Monday also, which is going to be. I can double check on that actually. I can even look, but you know what? No, it's a Sunday, so okay. Uh, that that's that'll be fine. But uh, no, um, you know, it, it's it's funny. You know, you mentioned Robles. The uh, the Nats made a move today. They optioned down Luis Garcia, and I think it was either Mark Zuckerman or. Uh, um, who's the other beat writer for that prominent what and Nats beat writer, but they're speculating that probably means that Robles will be ready tomorrow. Um, so meaning Monday, uh, which is funny because he just began the rehab assignment. Yeah. He was actually available in my yogurt league. Really? Jesse Doherty. That was the other uh, beat writer. Uh, that's it was right. one of those two that speculated on Twitter about that. So I, keep an uh, eye on that one. I lost him one eleven to one oh eight in that league, which was uh, so the opposite of the flat the the Vlad Fab Westboro is, is me. But you know, honestly, it's better for your brand that you lost because it is. come on, it is. I mean, you've been dogging Robles <laughs> for years. No, and, and he's only want, been in the league for years. I don't want him at the draft price, but give me the, in Fab, I will certainly pick him up. I know, I know. What do you think about your boy Luriano? Uh, it's painful. I mean, their their offense is different without him out there. I mean, you could tell this weekend they 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 struggle without him. Um, they say it's not the it's kind of precautionary, so I think he's going to play uh, pretty quick here. But um, you know, I sure like to see his name in the lineup tomorrow against Seattle before I uh, before I feel really good about it. Yeah, West Coast game, so a little later yeah. on the start time. You'll have to kind of watch yeah, that one. At, uh, they play at one ten tomorrow Pacific time. Yeah. Oh, and he's facing Logan Gilbert tomorrow too. He's got to get in the lineup. Yeah, well, the only thing better is if it's a struggling lefty or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's true. I think that'll be that'll be uh, the, the, later in the week. They face uh, I forget who they face the second day. Oh, they face Marco Gonzalez back off the IL the second day. So I, I like that one too. Yeah. Um, let's see, Brian Hayes. If you've been waiting for him, he is expected to be back in on Thursday, which is really nice. Um, Kendall Graveman is still quarantining in San Diego, where he um, was when the when the Mariners were there. Um, 
I don't know. There's no update on whether he actually had COVID or what, what's going on, but it sounds like maybe we get him back later this week, but he's very much up in the air there. Yeah. Uh, who gets who gets the next save for Seattle? Middleton? Montero? Yes. It's what, whoever strikes it. I think if it's a three-run lead, I think it's Montero, and if it's a one-run lead, it's Middleton. Kaz Sasaki? <laughs> both, you know, the funny thing is, I think didn't both get two saves this past week? I, mean, they, I think they I, did. And that's that's also a team that is kind of built that way. Anyhow, Scott Service has already been that sort of manager. So honestly, I think that you're you're, you know, I think Middleton's got slightly better skills. Montero has more saves, obviously a seven on the season despite his roller coaster season. Yep. I we had subsequent we had backup bids to Holland in on both on both Middleton and Montero too. this week. I did too. Uh, I don't, yeah, I had Middleton in the main because Montero was taken, but I think Kendall Graham is just somewhere looking at his zero ERA. He may not give up a run all year. Hey, I mean, it, there are worse places to quarantine than San Diego. That is true, too. So hopefully, hopefully he's okay, obviously, and um, having a really fun breakout uh, year as a reliever. So uh, we talked about Blake Snell earlier. I wanted to get into him a little bit. Seven earned runs today in three innings. The area is now 5.55. We joke about Luis Castillo being terrible, but Blake Snell's not that far away. Um, the strikeouts are still really good. They're 33.3% heading into today. Uh, walk rate's 13.9%, and that went up today. He had, I think he had uh, three walks in his three innings. Um, hard hit rate's up. Bail rate's easily at a career high. It's 11.4%. Swinging strike rate's down from the past three years. It's still really good at 13.4%, but, you know, down from the last three years. You look at uh, StatCast, uh, all, you look at uh, Baseball Savant, all his X stats are blue. Um, the fastball and changeup getting hit hard. The slider and curveball are still really good. So maybe a pitch mix thing. But what would you do, Snell, right now? I mean, a twelve-teamer. Like if someone dropped him, would you pick him up for a lot of money? Like where do you where do you land on him? I mean, I, I think I'd bet on the pedigree. Yeah. At the same time, it, it's he. So Snell is to me as Robles is to you. Yeah, I know you're you're never the Snell guy. Yeah. Ooh, that's Snell. That's all around you. But uh, I see. I got that one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the strikeouts are there. You take a chance. You take a chance on Castillo, especially if I'm not already trying to protect good ratios. If I need to make, if I need to catch up, you take a chance on him. If I need, you know, in leagues that allow trades, I'm trading for him. If I'm hurting in wins and strikeouts, I'm already hurting in ratios. If I'm like top three in ratios, no, I'm not, especially whip. He, he's a whip killer. Even in his best years, he's not a helper in whip. And the problem is that the wins are really tough now because he's not gonna he's gonna pitch five innings. It's just he's gone six innings once all year. He had that one really good start against Colorado, you know, who's awful. So there's there's that. But like the other starts, he has a five, a five and a third, a five and a five. There's like four starts that are under five. There's a three and two thirds or three innings today. It's he has one win for a reason. He's on he's on the best team in baseball and he has one win. Like that that says a lot right there. Yeah. I I, I gotta ask you though, I mean. They're going through relievers really hard and heavy. Yep, can, they they, can they do this all year? Uh, I, I don't. I mean, unless they're going to churn through guys at AAA and just kind of bring guys up and churn through them. But I mean, they've they've got three starters right now that don't pitch five innings. It's like yeah. at some point that just has you're going to gas at your bullpen at some point. You have to. And I, I got to say, it's not all the pitchers though. Too, it's the manager. Yeah, I think it's. We, yeah, we started talking about that earlier with Musgrove, but you're right. He just yanks guys really quick. Planned attrition. I mean, I know they've gone six man every once in a while to try to alleviate that, but that only that only elite just gives the starters an extra extra day's rest. It actually hurts the relievers, I would think. But I don't know. I, at some point, 
Weathers or someone else is going to have to be the long man out of the bullpen. I think that's true. And maybe they want that to be Mackenzie Gore. Maybe they want that to be someone else, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, every time they throw Lamette out there, it's three innings. And that's just, that's once a week where you have a six inning bullpen game. And that's just, I mean, just right there, you get anybody else that doesn't throw a lot of innings. You're tough. I mean, and Snell's been that guy too. Yeah. What do you do? How are you feeling about Anthony Rendon right now? He was 0 for 4 today, uh, dropped his average down to 220. I know that he's one of those guys that I think he's going to get hot and think he'll be fine. But you, know, you look at some of his stuff, the K rate's up 5% from last year and from the last – he was 13%, 13.5% the last four years, really consistent. He's 18.5% right now. Um, so a pretty big jump up. Uh, walk rate's as low as since 2018. Contact rate's a career low, 83.5%. Swinging strike gets up to 7.8%. Or do you have any worries about Rendon at all through 130 plate appearances, or you just think that uh, you know some IL stuff, getting healthy, and some rust uh, getting knocked off? I, I My worries stem – like are, kind of stem for is he healthy? I think yeah. that's what I kind of get. I, I'm more. That's about. a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the skills have changed all that much, unless there's some sort of physical thing preventing him from doing what he does. Um, and that that I can't tell. Um, but I might be a little reticent to trade for him if I have him already. I'm holding. Yeah, I don't. You, I don't think you can sell him right now. Um, I was looking, you know, the Angels are good at 282 runs on the season. That's They are the worst in the American League, and the only team that's good at more runs is the Diamondbacks. That's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, yeah. I, what do you do about that, too, if you're the Angels? I, I mean, I don't – you know, the, the prospects that are banging on the door aren't pitchers. Yeah. I mean, I think you thought Dylan Bundy was going to be better than he's been so far. I think you hope that Andrew Heaney, um, you know, gets hot again. Griffin Canning's been not very good; has some flashes here and there. Mm-hmm. Otani's been their best ERA pitcher, but you know, he just not a ton of innings, but he's pitched really well. Quintana's been horrible, and Cobb's been good. Like it just, there's not. I don't know where you're going to find suddenly guys who don't give up runs. It's 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 kind of ugly. Cobb's been hurt a little bit. What yeah. you know, and he he had some rough starts, but has turned yeah. it around. You know, honestly, it, it's bad. I mean, they got the six-man rotation action there too uh, with Otani, and I, again, Otani is is fun to watch, and I love I, I love how hard he throws and you know, all the strikeouts, but he doesn't go deep into games either. Yeah, he's he's also part of the problem there. I just I, I I just think you're hurting yourself though when you're essentially taking away starts from from Bundy and Cobb and Heaney to throw Jose Quintana every six days just to have a six-man rotation. I guess you have to do it with Otani, but Jose Quintana hurts you every time he pitches. Yeah. Although, except for today. Yeah, he threw three innings. Oh, then he hurts you. That, yeah, that's that, a hurt then. Yeah. And he I, threw, he, I, he I just threw, saw two. They only allowed two runs. Yeah. That's the only reason why I. And he didn't, allow, he didn't allow any. They were both unearned, but he walked four guys in three innings. I mean, that's not not, no. not helping anybody. Yeah. It's no. just, and then that forces, you know, some relievers to go long. It forces you to do the, you know, we carry four, you know, 14 pitchers and it's still not enough cycle there, which is just insane. I just, they just brought in, I think it was hey, Jose Suarez today. He came in and threw three inning, three perfect innings in relief. So it worked today. But I yeah. just, I don't know, every time you throw Jose Quintana, you're just kind of, uh, you're giving away a game that you could have somebody else in there. I don't know. Yep. Just, I guess, just to make us Otani doesn't have to pitch. But I think I just, I would move the other pitchers around Otani and find a way. But it's tough. With off days, I'd find a way. But I just, I, I wonder with guys like Bundy too, if you're, you're the extra day and then maybe gets that messed up a little bit. I don't know. I don't, I don't love it for them. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much of him staying in the rotation is a function of like promising him that so they'd so he'd sign with them in the first place. 
Kind of why Andre Drummond gets all the minutes for the Lakers when he shouldn't. <laughs> uh, or kind of the way Artie Moreno signed Josh Hamilton, even though the baseball people told him not to. <laughs> there is that too. Uh, let's talk about guys who are doing well. A couple more guys before we get out of here. Um, Kevin Gossman is like in the Cy Young voting right now. Like he's been so good. Apparently dealing with some hip soreness. He says he's been dealing with the last couple of starts. They don't expect him to miss a start, but uh, yeah, I think maybe they'll be a little cautious there. But pitched really well against the Dodgers today. Uh, six shutout innings, two hits, seven strikeouts. Jeff, is ERA is at 1.4 right now through seven innings. This guy has been awesome. He has, and I'm, I'm sweating this injury a lot because uh, I, I do have a couple shares of him, and I'm, I'm worried about that. Uh, here, here's the secret of success for the Giants. Find a former Reds pitcher, sign him, <laughs> profit. Uh, it, it seems like it's working. They was have God, Wood, God, Johnny God, Cueto, Gossman, on the and Desclafani. All was, have been Reds. I, I forget Gossman on the Reds. Gossman was yeah. – remember he went from the Braves to the Reds ever so briefly – but he was there in 2019 and they did, they kind of used him out of relief. They kind of didn't, you know, they, I, I think they were starting to do some things that was working with them, but then the giants offered him more or something of that nature. Boy, I wish the Reds still had him though. That would be nice. It's funny. You look at his string swing strike at the last three years, 13.8%, 15.2, It's all started. We throwing started throwing a splitter more. I mean, it's just the, whoever got with him and, and they figured out that he's got to throw that pitch more. It's worked really well. His whiff on his whiff rate on splitters last two years, 49% and 48%. Like that pitch, oh. pitch is just nasty. He's just, well, they must've refined the pitch a little bit too. And not just having to throw yeah. it more. I'm but. sure. Uh, yeah. But, you know, K rates, 31%, walk rates, six and a half percent. I mean, everything you look at, we talked about in the offseason, like every, we tried to poke holes and it just, he just looks really legit right now. And the giants are just, they're really good with pitchers. Uh, I think, you know, Pac Bell, we talked about last year, you know, was a hitter, more of a hitter's park. And it's, it's not quite the pitch park was, but it's still a good place to pitch. And uh, the giants just know what they're doing. Every, everybody, they, they drag over their pitch as well. Man, I, I really hope he stays healthy the rest of the year because he, you know, Me accepted too. the qualifying offer. He bet on himself. I mean, it worked out for the Giants. Too. I mean, the Giants took a risk by offering him the qualified offer. Remember, people are like, why are you giving Gossman the qualifying offer? Well, turns out they were right. Turns out that he, you know, he wasn't getting offers with that sort of average annual value by any by any stretch of the imagination. So you know, good for him. I hope he gets his four-year deal next year. Yeah, and there was a quote after the game. Susan Slusser, who uh, defected from the A's and joined the Giants as a beat writer, um, said that uh, Gossman's positive he'll make his next start, especially with the extra off day this week. So it sounds like he, at least Gossman's think is playable. But, you know, what players ever thought they were going to be uh, in there next week and didn't happen. But he, He's uh, he's entered the pantheon. I've, I'm leaving him in as long as he's healthy. You know, I, 100%. Regardless of opponent. I throw him for one at Colorado right now. Put it that way. I throw yeah. him for one at the Dodgers, one at San Diego. I think he's an ace you just don't take out right now. 100% agree. Talk about Rich Hill. Uh, Rich Hill started out really slowly. In May, Rich Hill's made five starts, 29.2 innings, three earned runs, 34 strikeouts. Does have 10 walks, so a little bit high there, but has been really good. Overall, he has a 360 area, 52 innings. Jeff, Rich Hill's 41 years old, and it decay rate's back up. It's 28%. Last year it dipped, and we were kind of worried, like, maybe this is the end. I don't know if there is an end for Rich Hill. He just kind of seems to find a way to be good every year. It's it's a bonkers career that he's had. Good when healthy. That's always it. Super yeah. blisters hanging around the corner saying, hey, don't forget about me. Oh, but, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he had a little elbow barky uh, earlier this year too. But uh, as soon as people started dropping him, that's when he turned it on. It, yep. it was crazy uh, how good he was. And yeah. He went, I, he, went, he went eight innings last start. I know. Against the Royals. Uh, he pitched well against the Yankees last time he faced him. Yep. Although that, that's – Recently, that's not as impressive as a feat as it sounds. It's really weird with the Yankees right now. I can't believe we haven't mentioned that this whole podcast. They, they just swept by the Tigers. 
they just got swept by the Tigers. And like the first game was close. And the second weren't even that close. It's just, uh, it's wild. I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? That's just three days in a season sort of it's, sweep for me. It's I don't think it's a sign of a greater yeah. malaise. Weird things happen and they just, uh, they need to get healthy and to get guys going. But I mean, lose, they, they lost Corey Kluber and we didn't talk about him because that was during the week. But um, Corey yeah. Kluber's not a guy that you just, I, you know, they're talking about two months and maybe see what happens then. He's a drop, I think, in every size league. 100%. Yeah. Um, let's see a couple of the guys before we get out of here. How do you feel about Andrew Benintendi right now? A guy that we've talked about multiple times over the last couple of years and seems like he's a little bit reborn so far in Kansas City. He's hitting, uh, hitting two, uh, 283 after today's game. Uh, he has 16 RBI or 16, 18 RBIs, 23 runs, four home runs, uh, six stolen bases too. He's caught, he's caught stealing four times too. He's been running a lot. Um, how do you feel about Benintendi kind of, uh, getting a new start in, in Kansas City? Uh, you know, he's giving you a little category juice. I'm happy for him. I'm a little annoyed because, you know, I drafted him the last two, um, <laughs> and missed out on all the good stuff, but you know, he was hurt last year also. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, last year's one giant write-off. You, you come, you know, funny thing though, is 2019 he was kind of perceived as a disappointment. He had a 774 OPS that year. He's got 728 this year. He's not hitting for any power. It was that uh, it was that second round ADP in 2019 that uh, caused yes, problems. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So for what you paid for him this year, you're ha- you're happy. But let's keep it in perspective. It's not exactly like he's been great. He's yeah. he's this, just running more too. Yeah, I say the fantasy aspect of the fact that he's stealing six. And that probably has something to do more to do with being on the Royals and uh, kind of a different team yeah. approach. And everybody there runs. I think Merrifield stole his 15th base today. So they're just they're running. And now that Mondesi's back, he'll be running too. I think a, a team dynamic does help a lot. But you look at him, and the the issue with the last couple of years with the strikeout rate was way up, and he's brought that down to more the 2018 range. He's down to 19 percent right now, hitting the ball harder than ever. 42 percent hard hit rate. He's never been over. 38%, which is always my problem with him. Like even when he was up there, he's not a good, didn't, it wasn't going to hit the ball hard. He now is. So I know I'm seeing a little bit more from him this year that uh, I'm a little more optimistic than I was the last uh, two or three years. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. And you know, it's weird that they're, they're lapping the field in baseball and stolen bases and except for the Padres, I think. Yeah. I think, and no, that's I think without the, modesty. I think, I think the Padres have 20 more than them. And then the, they're, they're like the head of the next team. It's crazy. How many steals the Padres have. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just a philosophy for them. Of course, Tatis right. is just out of this world. Yeah. It's just, You're right, though. Once once Modesty's back, it, they're going to catch up. They're going to close that gap pretty quick. It'll be them and the Padres, and it'll be a huge gap to anybody else. Yeah, uh, that it's and it's just different philosophies and different personnel groups too, for and that I, matter. I'll I'll admit I was worried about the Tatis shoulder. My God, the guy's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, how about Edmund? Uh, we didn't talk about Oliveras getting the call up. This is a guy I was, that I was bummed he wasn't available in in NFBC this week. I would have bet on him for sure. He, he's like he was hot in AAA. Yeah, because this yeah, that's right. He didn't have it today. Was his first start. Yep. So yeah, it, it'll be he'll be a buzzy guy next week probably. Yeah, I think people people forgot about him because in 2020 he just wasn't very good. But he was 18 home runs, 35 stolen bases in 2019 in AA in 127 games. Like that is a a fantasy gold mine right there. If and it seems like they're Kansas city's calling him up to play and he had five home runs and seven stolen bases in triple a in 20 games. I know it's Vegas and a good place to hit, but uh, he was hit. He was hit 395. That'll work. So today, Solaire was out, although he's banged up. Michael Taylor sat to make everything work. Dyson actually got a start too. Mike, but Michael Taylor, Michael Taylor should not block anybody. I agree. I yeah. agree. But good. he's a good, he's a good defensive outfielder, but he shouldn't block anybody. But maybe Ben Intendi sits a game or two because of this. Yeah. Maybe Dozier sits a game or two because of this. This is just something to watch. Uh, Bobby Witt's nowhere here near getting the call yet. <laughs> he hasn't hit well enough to three, do so. Yet. Three home runs today, though. Oh, really? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe he's a little nearer than it's I thought. Funny. Someone, uh, someone asked me on Twitter if they should, they should if they were okay dropping him at 12. I'm like, yeah, no problem. And like the next tweet up was, did he hit his third home run of the day? Yeah, of course. Of so, course. So, hey, well, I, I'm nothing but 12 hours he, behind the news cycle there. Yeah, so but I don't think being. he, I don't think he's anywhere. I don't think they're calling him up yet. I mean, they've been very clear that he's not, they're not, if they wanted to call him up, they would have called him up. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he goes on a tear though, yeah. You know, he's that guy that's the hot call up all of a sudden. Your, uh, your, your dude, Nicky Lopez is still, and that still shouldn't be blocking anybody. My Nicky Lopez. He's always your Nicky Lopez to me. <sighs> So Do you nice remember, uh, you remember, uh, you know, a long four months or four weeks ago when Austin Meadows was kind of a bum and not playing well, uh, tied for the MLB lead in, in RBIs in May with 27. I think he's going to end the end up ending up just fine. Yeah. Remember the Rays were a 500 ball club. That was fun. Too. Have they, lo- have they lost in like three weeks? Like it seems like they lost think- to the Royals this week. And I think they're, they're like, game, I think but- they're like 15 of 17 or 15 of seven, something like 15 that. 15 of 16. Jeez, no. Even better. Great. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good. They uh, they are they are very good and it's weirdly put together but it just always works. Yeah, yeah, and you know, hey, let Blake trade away Blake Snell. What? How are they ever going to live without him? You know, yeah. Hey, here comes Shane McClanahan. So come right up. Yeah, I know it just, it's 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 crazy. Um, we talked talked about uh, Max Muncy a little bit in the preseason. This dude's been on fire right now. He has uh in May he hit three forty one, nine home runs, seventeen RBIs. That was before today. He also homered today. The Giants apparently give him a lot of pitches to hit. Twenty one runs scored. Um, this is a guy that very quietly is having a monster season. He still thinks Mad Bum is pitching against him. I think uh, uh, anybody yeah. that wants to talk some crap to Mad Bum is good with me. <laughs> Don't like it? Get it out of the ocean or something yeah. like that. Love it. Uh, Love it, love it. Uh, but uh, hey, it's not the ocean; it's a bay. Okay, uh, you, great retort, guys. Giant, uh, Giants fans. What do you expect? <laughs> but uh, no, uh, it, it's funny. First, second, third eligibility. Yeah. I took him in the second chance league, and it got panned a little bit uh, by my where'd teammate you, Chris Liss. But where'd you take him? I think fifth round. Seems about right. Um, no, I take that back. Six round, six point three. Yeah. I took. Him. Seems about right. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think there was someone that went after him. I probably would have taken it instead, but I didn't think it was a bad spot. Was it Bregman or Lindor? Uh, I probably would have taken Lindor, but that, I don't know if that's smart though. Like Lindor is not really doing anything to make you want to take him. But yeah, I probably would have been tempted just to take the take the first two month bum right there. Yeah, and the thing is, I, you know, I don't, right. I don't, I don't want Alex Bregman on my team anyway, so I probably wouldn't have taken him. Yeah, I, mean, I, I started off bets with Story Endeavor, so I had a little bit of speed. I love the pl- position flexibility with Muncie. And, you know, he's going to get you category juice. He's going to get you runs in RBI, too. For I think sure. that's what people don't remember. In that in that lineup, for sure. And he's walking a ton. His strikeouts are down, hitting the ball hard. Um, I think you can completely toss out 2020 as just a weird two-month sample hitting under 200. I mean, the dude is just – he's just really good. He just uh, – 2020, he went back to his Oakland days for for two months, and now he's back to Dodger Max Muncie. I'm not yeah. upset about that at all. Yeah. If I, if I, going back to that draft real quick, if I aired, it's because I had a little bit too much recency bias, but uh, I, I felt like everybody else was kind of going the other way. So it's interesting though. Like, I mean, at some point you want guys who are playing well right now too. I mean, that work that, that does play also. And, you know, guys who play well the first couple months don't necessarily just fall off. So it's uh, right. it's just interesting to see what strategies work there. I think I would probably go most, uh, most of first two month bums, but I'm not sure that's the right way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. Cool. Uh, anybody else that you want to talk about? We've kind of gone on quite a while here. People might be bored by this point, but anybody else you want to talk about? No, I, I, to prevent said boredom, I think it's a good time to end it. 
Beautiful. So um, we'll be back next Sunday. Uh, Vlad Seder will be sitting in the seat right there. Uh, I guess that way. Um, talking to uh, talk with me with Jeff. I can't. It, it's backwards on my thing, so I'm not gonna try again because I go over three of it really bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, and thanks. I hope he's not sitting in this chair because it'd be weird. My my wife would probably be really concerned. But uh, why? You're not gonna be there. I told me you could use your house and your setup. Oh, that's true. You got to take care of the cats. Good point. Yeah, exactly. He'll take care of raspberry and what's it? Snowball. Yeah, snowball. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. That's W Y N N Bet. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks to them for the sponsorship. Again, if you get rate review the podcast, that'd be fantastic. Also, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Jeff is at Jeff underscore Erickson under his name there. I am at Scott Jenstead. No underscore for me, just first and last name. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you have a great week. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Take care. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.